If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is Thin Generational Wealth Podcast with your host, Amir Estimo. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time listening to this podcast. And I know you could be listening to millions of podcasts. There's a ton, millions of podcasts that's out there these days. And for you to take the time to listen to mine, I really respect it. Respect your time. I appreciate you. And hopefully I'm bringing some value for you. You know, um, you never know sometimes, you know, if you are or not. But, you know, hopefully whatever information that I have and I pass down, whether it's through books, whether it's to just, you know, find some information, just want to share. Hopefully it moves you to take action. Just like for me, uh, it's moving me to take some action now. Uh, to reach my goals for 2020. So, um, second of all, I'd like to commend Vanessa Bryant for a speech for giving the talk during Kobe's memorial and her daughter's. Uh, it takes a lot of courage to talk in front of all those people that was in the Staples Center and also millions of people that was watching worldwide. So I really appreciated her strength, her courage, and, you know, to see that she's still grieving, still dealing with, you know, the loss of her daughter and her husband. But um, to see that she's having the strength, you can see that the strength is there. Uh, I really appreciate her and continue praying for her and the other families that lost someone during this horrific tragedy and just keep them in mind, keep them in thoughts. You know, so, uh, like I said, really, 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 uh, admire her strength and courage. So, um, yeah, that's one of the, you know, share. Third of all, the title of this show today is assets versus liabilities. So this first came up in Rich Dad, Poor Dad by, by Robert Kiyosaki. He also wrote several other books in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. Uh, another one I think I've really enjoyed is The Cash Flow Quadrant, which to me is the Rich Dad, Poor Dad on steroids because it completely breaks down 
the four quadrant in this book. But Robert Kiyosaki made a, I would say, a he, he brought a different perspective. And a lot of people disagree and some actually agree with when it comes to your home, whether it's an asset or liability. Now, if you don't know, uh, liability basically, in a sense, takes money out of your pocket. Car payments, credit card payments. Uh, these uh, liabilities, they don't put anything into your pocket. Personal loan debt, etc. Student loans, those are known as liabilities. Assets, on the other hand, puts money in your pocket, which is a lot of high net worth people have assets. They own real estate. They own art. They own they own stocks. They own maybe uh, a life insurance plan. Something to that necessary, which is an asset that is actually putting money into your pocket. Now, that's the difference between the two, an asset and a liability. But when it comes to your home, the biggest argument is your home is actually a liability. Robert Kiyosaki highlighted this in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Do anybody listening to this podcast, do you agree with that statement? For me, I actually agree with Robert Kiyosaki. I think for me, my opinion is this is my opinion and Disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. This is just based off my opinions, and it's no one else's. It's, um, if you want to find out more information, I suggest you do the research. Now, I bought a home back in 2017. Now, you've always been conditioned growing up. Once you go to college, you finish high school, go to college, when you're done, you get a good job, you graduate college, you get a good job, usually a little paying job, and then you move your way up to the corporate ladder or whether it's different jobs you decide to do. Okay, once that's done, if you want to settle down, you buy a home. You purchase a home, you get a loan, you get approved for a loan, you get an X amount that you get your approved for, then from a bank, but you must have money. You must have money. A down payment generally in the States is 20%. Now, if you don't have 20%, they'll still give you a loan, you still get approved, but now you gotta pay a PMI, which is called private mortgage insurance. This is basically protects the lender in case you, as the borrower, defer on the, on the loan, meaning, that you stop making your payments, you know, it protects the lender because you didn't have enough money, collateral in a sense, to put down on the home. So you pay that in PMI, which is, that's already, in a sense, strike number one. Because if you gotta pay the PMI, you're generally paying extra money, which in a sense means you didn't have the money to purchase the home from the get-go. Second, 
once you get that, you have what you call property taxes. Even though you may own the property, the government owns the land. So you still got to pay the piper. Then you're paying your monthly mortgage. In the first at least two or three years of your loan, of your mortgage, your um, loan, you pay, generally paying more in interest on the front end versus the principal. Okay. So that's another thing too you got to consider when you're purchasing your home. Third of all, you got to consider the expenses too that goes with purchasing a home. Something breaks down, it's all on you now. Cutting the grass. You also, number four, have HOA fees. Now, going back to number three, just to, just to highlight on number three, all the expenses when it comes to your home is now on you. Versus when you were renting before, you know, you just pay your landlord money and all of a sudden within that, if something is wrong with your home, whether you rent a home or an apartment or whatever you rent, something's wrong, the landlord is responsible, they'll come and fix it. When you own a home, it's all on you. So going from three, four HOAs, and you think about the expenses that you're putting out into your home, your home. Now, the, the good thing about it is you may purchase a home where you can raise a family for years and years down the road. Your kids grow up in this home, you create memories, etc. That's good. And it's something that you can call yours. But this is the biggest expense generally most people, surprisingly, may have more student loan debt versus a mortgage, okay? But generally, 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 it's probably one of those one-offs that you'll have someone that has more student loan debt versus your mortgage. But your mortgage generally will be your most highest expense. So you see, all these expenses come back to you taking money out of your pocket, okay? Now, you may say, okay, well, what if I have real estate? I own real estate. Now, if you own real estate, let's say you're, you, for example, you even own your home. You decide to go purchase another home. The current, the first home you get, you in the States is, if you've been staying in your home for more than two years, I think it's Texas, but I'm not sure about everywhere else, but you can sell your home and not have to pay any capital gains taxes. Okay, you can look that up. Uh, I can't remember the name of the law, but it's um it's a call, it's something where you know you get you don't have to pay capital gains taxes if you own a home or lived in your home for more than two years. Okay, so now going back to real estate. Or let's say you moved out of your home, you want to go purchase another home, you rent your first home out. Now your first home is starting to put some money into your pocket. So now that actually becomes an asset because this is making you money. Yes, you still have to pay taxes and insurance. That's there's no way around that. 
But if you're at the end of the month, after all the these after all the taxes, insurance, and maybe you put some money away for expenses in case the something goes wrong with the property, you still make an extra two to three hundred dollars a month in cash flow. Now it becomes an asset to you. Okay, liability out of your pocket, stay in your home, expenses all on you, asset making you money. Okay, from your now your home. Your your um you own your home now or you rent your you rent your home out and it's now starting to make you more money. Now you can probably do ten of these, and now you're making an extra two thousand dollars a month because you have ten properties making an extra two thousand. You make you making two hundred. Let's say two hundred per property. Ten properties making an extra two thousand dollars a month. Assets. That's what. The high net worth do, and there's not a person, a billionaire, millionaire, that is high net worth that does not own some type of real estate. Real estate is so powerful. Now, if you want to be into the wealth building game, leaving generational wealth, start looking into real estate because the market. People say, "Well, there's a correction coming, and all this." I think we as human beings we evolve as we grow, as we make mistakes, we evolve. We strengthen our processes and systems in place. Because back in '08, the market crashed in the government because a lot of these banks were lending out money to any Joe Smoke, but Joe Smoke couldn't afford, and most of the time. Some of these loans were variable, not fixed. But if you ask me now, I think if a correction were to occur, we are more because life is about learning. You learn, you win, or you learn. You never lose in life. You either win or you learn. If you, when if this correction happens, I think we are more built out and more. We learn from our mistakes. From one that happened in OA, that history it won't be as bad as it was before. Okay, so real estate, owning stocks, owning land, owning businesses—these are all assets. This is what's generating you money. This is generally helping you have time freedom. Now, whatever. Meaning of freedom is to you is that's entirely up to you, but I think it's imperative for us to have that understanding. What's an asset? What's a liability? Okay. If it's not making you money, it's not an asset. It's a liability. If it's taking money out of your pocket. Now, whether you agree or disagree with me when it comes to owning your home. That's to each his own, and I guess to to each his own experience. But for me, after purchasing a home and living in that realization of like this is not making me money. This is actually taking money out of your pocket. And it's really expensive too. But it has its good things, perks about. It. I'm not knocking it out completely, but I just thought 
it was interesting to have that understanding of what's asset liability. Now, when you think about when it comes to building generational wealth, you have to accumulate assets because that's what's going to help increase your network. That's what's going to help give you the freedom needed to have time. Because I think what we're starting to realize in society, it's not about anymore the money. I don't know if you agree, but in my opinion, I think now people are looking at it as they want time freedom. Now, I know it's all out there. People say, okay, you know, if you go on social media, someone's posting on social media of some place, some location that they're at because, you know, they have the ability to get to that point. But I think what we don't realize is what that person had to go through to get to that point to where now they can spend a winter in Aspen, Colorado and not need to ask their manager that they're going to do that. They need or what they call request time off. Okay. But we don't see the grind, the disappointments that they had to go through to get to that point. We see that we're enamored, we're amazed by it. And then we start to envy it. When you start to envy it, you start to now have to want a desire. And we do. We want that time freedom because we want to be able to own our own time. And I think the society has shifted from I need more money to, you know, I want more time. That's why people go out and build businesses. That's why a lot of people join MLM marketing, affiliate marketing. People are finding other ways to make income to leave their nine to five. Now, can all of us be entrepreneurs? No. Some people do have to work, and that's the realization of life. But if you start to create some assets, you start to build some assets on the side, then you are on the path. You are thinking generational wealth, leaving a legacy, because these are things that can be passed down from generation to generation to generation and so on. Okay? But as long as we passing down not only those assets, but we're also passing down knowledge, mindset, habits, because if you don't set that precedence, the next generation, once they get it, if they don't know how to handle it, guess what's going to happen? It's going to go down. It's going to mess up. That's why you have to show them assets, mindset, and you also have to show them legacy, and teach, and educate, and lead, okay? I just wanted to share you share this podcast today. I was really interested by that, by the, the terminology of asset versus liability, and it does apply to generational wealth. So thank you for listening, and if you can, please go on Apple. If you have an iPhone, go on Apple, go on your iPhone, look for that purple app called podcast 
search for Thing Generational, and leave a rating. I would love to hear your feedback. Hopefully, I'm bringing value. Hopefully, if one person can take this information and take action with it, or just think for a second and say, okay, you know what? Maybe I need to start thinking, oh, maybe I'm, maybe, yeah, that's right or wrong. Whatever your opinion, that's fine. Follow on Instagram, thinkgenwealth, email at thinkgenwealth at gmail.com. Until next time, folks, what should everybody be thinking? Generational wealth.